Welcome back to episode number 55 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff the NP Dude giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of our voices, so keep comments, questions, concerns, show topics, ideas, whatever's bugging you needs to be bugging all of us. So send them to me at jeff at the npdude.com or get me on Facebook. You guys have heard this before, and I'll tell you at the end anyways. So you gotta listen. You gotta listen so that you can know how to get in touch with me. Negative, you know how to get in touch with me. Um, so what do we want to talk about today? Uh, a little bit of a hiatus. I took yesterday off. We had some baseball games uh, starting off. Cub Scouts is done for pretty much the season. We got one more outing, but it's all planned. So my work is done, and uh, it's nice just to sit on the sidelines. Just I mean, not not you know figuratively, but literally, just to to watch my kids and enjoy them. It's really really nice to do that every now and then, instead of being in charge and running the show and. Not wondering, you know, wondering where your kids are. <laughs> are they beating somebody with a stick, or you know, burning something down they shouldn't be? You know, that that always concerns me. So, anyways, what do we want to talk about today? Um, let's see, Facebook likes. We're stagnant at 750 for the last couple of days. I haven't posted much though. You know, eh, take a day off and things kind of go ugh, flat. But there's been kind of not much going on in the news and and Facebook groups. There's it's it's just real bland. There's not really much exciting. Uh, going on right now. I think everybody's busy. I think there's change of the seasons. It's getting nicer outside. People aren't aren't uh, tethered to their devices as they as much as they are or were, and I think that's a good thing. So get out and enjoy the weather. That's for sure. And then right now it's 63 degrees at seven o'clock in the morning in Northeast Ohio, and it's uh, still April. So that's pretty awesome. That's awesome weather. So I got a handful of things that came through. I've gotten multiple emails from people. Um, that have, that have given show ideas, multiple people that have um, commented on the Facebook page and given me PMs through Facebook, and um, I'm, I'm driving, and to be honest with you, I'm just like, ah, let's just, I feel like doing a show, but I, I really didn't research any of my stuff, and I didn't go back and look through, so I am definitely shooting from the hip, so if this is a crappy show, rate me, somebody rate me, I've got two ratings on my Facebook page, they're fives, which is awesome, but somebody's got to not like what I do, I mean, give me your honest rating, if somebody really, really says, you know what, I think you're a solid three, and here's why, I want to hear it, I want to hear you guys rating me, you can also rate me on the on the iTunes, I love saying the before things, it makes me sound so much older, like 70, so, Go rate me on iTunes if you're an iTunes listener. Take the two minutes to go or one minute to go and click on the star. If, if And I've got, I think, six or seven of them in there now. And so they're getting there. But the more ratings we have in there, I think the more... Um the more opportunity for us to, to raise the NP dude in the iTunes uh, store, and it's not really a store, but you know what I mean, to, to get higher up in the iTunes um, list for healthcare uh, podcast discussions. So anyways, what are we going to talk about today? So we got some new news about um, Surgeon General, right? And I had somebody say, hey, tell me what you think about Surgeon General. And um, actually, I had multiple people mention that, you know, that might be a good show topic. And I think it's awesome. I think this is fantastic. If you guys have been living under a rock, um, sometime this last week, there was, um, it wasn't even a real major announcement. So this is where I, I kind of get like, really? The, you know, we, they still can't just give us the the credit as nurses that, you know, maybe we deserve. Um, and it was kind of like swept under the rug. All they did was change the Facebook Facebook page, I think, and, and uh, the website and say uh, the, the old guy's out and the nurse is in. And her name is Sylvia Trent something. I didn't even look it up. Sylvia, I know is her, her first name. And she's a PhD. She's done research and she's, she's worked uh, oncology, I saw in one of the articles I read about her. And so she... Um, She's pretty impressive. She's, you know, she's a mom. She's, she's married. She's in the 
in the uh, armed forces and then went into uh, into uh, she's been in public service pretty much into her entire career but she worked at Walter Reed in oncology and so she's been bedside so this is somebody that that can advocate the hell out of nurses now what does it mean for nurse practitioners I don't know she's not a nurse practitioner she's an RN with a with with a PhD that did research so um, she's an advanced degree so that's you know close but it's not really the same thing as what we do but I think that she's going to be certainly more open-minded to the abilities of nurse practitioners and uh, advanced practice nurses all around and that might be a good thing now one of the things that I was like well Surgeon General is kind of like a figurehead so what, what do they do so I did look that up and I'm like all right they don't really do much they're, they, they're, they're a figurehead but what they do is they they are the one that is supposed to evaluate the safety and efficacy and reliability of research to the Director of Health and Human Services. So they're an appointee of the Director of Health and Human Services. So the, she's in the executive branch. So this is Trump, guys. This is your, your president. Now, I, I'm not a Trump fan. If you listen long enough, I don't like any of them. Trump is not on my list of likes. But this guy, he appointed somebody that appointed a nurse to take over surgeon general surgeon <laughs> general got it i mean it's in the title and it's a nurse that's a pretty big deal in my opinion now there was one other surgeon general that wasn't that was a nurse but it was a doctor that went and got their nursing degree and i think they went about it that way so it wasn't really you know full blown this is a nurse this is all they do and this is what they do it was a physician so physician and surgeon general kind of goes hand in hand. It makes sense, right? But the, but the nurse thing, that's pretty awesome. I think that's just fantastic. And, and it couldn't be more appropriate timing for um, the states that are going for full practice authority. Like Texas just put out a, a, a bill that they said would never get through and get accepted and get put on the floor of their, of their state legislature. And they got it. They, got, they didn't get full practice, but it's, it's going to get heard. So that in and of itself is a huge thing, especially Texas. I think Texas is a pretty oppressive state relative to some of the others. So, I, you know, that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of the profession. I could be more proud of the people that are, that are helping to get this done. And there's, I think, Virginia was another one. Somebody else on the East Coast, I, I just saw it. Maybe it was North Carolina. North Carolina or Virginia was doing something with, with uh, full practice authority right now. And, and so, you know, the, the, the idea by, by that is that the more that we we keep pounding for full practice authority the more that we do it in all the states that don't have it at the same time we 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 have you know you, you take here's the analogy i use sorry the sun is in my eyes and i can't see there we go um the analogy is if you take take a uh, small little hammer and you're trying to pound in a big spike you got to pound a lot to get that big spike to go into a big piece of wood but if you pull out a giant sledgehammer, which is more than one state or a bunch of states, that's the analogy, right? Is a bunch of states instead of just one, you're going to pound that spike in. So when you have more mass behind it, the, it's easier to get, get the task done. And I think that's the, the, a good analogy for what's going on across the country right now. And I, I really hope that, that um, Ohio um, pulls, pulls together and gets another full practice authority um, proposal into the legislature soon 
because we just we just passed House Bill 216, which was, had huge concessions in it. Didn't really get what we wanted from the very beginning. Nine revisions in, it, it turned into a totally different animal than what it originally looked like. And there were some good things in there, but it was you know scratching the surface. And it's it wouldn't be considered a win in my in my book. And House Bill 216 was not a solid win in my book. It just wasn't. Now it's in the right direction. You know, it's not as repressive as it once was, but it's not a win in my book. It didn't get us any closer to full practice authority than we were, you know, a year ago. It just didn't. It really, really didn't. I wish it did. And it decluttered some things for the board. That's about all it did. And even that's questionable. That's Those are my opinions, by the way. That's just my cynical view. It's cynical Thursday, anyways. So, but yeah, the the... the Surgeon General thing is just fantastic news. I, I love it, and and being that she is she is completely one hundred a nurse, you know, one hundred percent a nurse, not not any medical on the back back burner, um, is is fantastic, and and maybe just maybe she'll advocate for um, full practice authority across the country, and and you know since we we allegedly have it in VAs, I don't know if it's been implemented yet. I know they talked about it about a year ago, and I haven't talked to anybody since, but I think still functionally they're working with collaboration. But I don't think by law they have to. But like anything in the in the government, especially the federal government, when a law is enacted, you've got a year or two or three to implement or four to implement the law. So just because a law was passed doesn't mean that changes happen overnight. So, you know, we got to give that time. So Surgeon General's awesome. Awesome. We want to hear from you guys on that one. Email me, Jeff, at thempdude.com. You can always get me on Facebook. PM me on Facebook, at thempdude. Don't forget, you can get me on Twitter, at thempdude, on Twitter as well. Uh, my shows are coming out through tweets now. They automatically come out. I'm not a Twitter kind of guy, so um, I'm not going to probably post a lot. But if I see something cool, I might retweet it. That's kind of neat. And there's some decent information. It's, it's kind of nice to get the short little articles to do that. The problem is, is when you do... You know, we got a lot of complex issues, and if you're doing it by tweet, that can that can be pretty pretty overgeneralized and taken the wrong way. So I encourage you guys. I've talked in the past about digging deeper and doing your own research and evaluating statements made by you know by people that you know are allegedly in the know. Make sure you know what you're reading. Make sure you believe what you're reading. Make sure there's citations in there. So another topic I wanted to talk about today was somebody, and I saw it on Facebook, and I don't know who it was, and I don't even remember which group it was, because I was probably almost half asleep. But it was a good topic, and I really think it was a great topic, and I think it was somebody that was a practicing nurse practitioner that was asking students what they saw as valuable in a preceptor. And I thought, well, that's a good good idea, because I, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't precepted somebody, but you know, I anticipate that I will, and I think that that's a great a great idea of, you know, what, what, what would I want in a preceptor? What would I expect out of a preceptor when I, when I go into a clinical site? And, um, you know, I've talked about bad preceptors in the past and that you can always get something valuable, 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 sorry, out of any circumstance, but to get the optimal, what, what would you want? And it's pretty personal, right? Some people want, you know, um, a kind ear to listen to what they're struggling with and to be very supportive and behind, you know, 
you know, follow up with them and a lot of handholding. And that, and that's that's some personalities will need that and love that. That's that's awesome. That's an opinion. Other people like me are like, throw me in, put me way out of my comfort zone. Let me figure out if I can sink or swim. And if I'm sinking, you, I need a lifeline. And and that's the hardest part, is knowing when to throw that lifeline and how big of a lifeline do you need? How long of a rope? To, to be able to get to you and, and pull you back into safety, right? So my best clinical site, and I'm going to talk about what I did. My best clinical site, the preceptor was a physician. Um, I had two physicians, two nurse practitioners for clinicals. And they were all good in their own way. I, I had good preceptors, and, well, one of them was kind of eh. And if she's listening, oh, well, that's all right. She probably knows it. She wasn't very good anyways. But... I still learned a lot from that experience. That's why I know about kind of not bad preceptors, but just, you know, not clicking well with your preceptor. But that being said, what would I do? What would I want? Well, the, the one guy that, that I had that was fantastic was literally first day. I show up. I say, hey, how's it going? He's, you know, said, here's some basic rules of how we're going to do this. And he printed off a piece of paper with the patient's information on it, just their generic demographics, their history and that kind of stuff, just like a face sheet. And said, uh, room one's yours, go. And it was literally ten minutes after being there. I mean it wasn't it wasn't like I waited around and got, you know, oriented and didn't, you know, you know, anything else. It was just here, go. I didn't have time to think about what I was doing. I just did it. And I think that the more time you give somebody that's that's not sure of themselves or not confident, if you give somebody that's not confident opportunity to, to not be confident, guess what they're going to be? Not confident. They're going to sit in the shadows and they're not, they're not going to learn. They're not going to. They're going to wait. So I would expect that all preceptors would throw their their students to the wolves literally on day one, first ten minutes, and then you evaluate where what can I do with this person? And so that was a test for this this preceptor of me to see what, what I could do, what I couldn't do, how I handle myself, can I go in a room and talk to a patient? And most 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 of the time what they're really looking for is can you just communicate? They know you're not gonna know anything. They know that. I mean in general. I mean they they, they don't expect you to know any of the specific antibiotics or the specific treatment modalities. But they, they expect you to be able to go and talk to them, get a history and and communicate. Tease out the information. That you should know how to do by now when you hit clinicals. And so I think that's that was the biggest thing was you know being thrown to the wolves at first. Now he was smart enough to realize that that I'm okay with that part of it. I just need to learn the the nuances of what to use and when to use it and all that stuff that we didn't cover yet in class. And I and I devoured it. I researched it. I looked things up. I looked it up there. I looked it up at night. I mean I I treated that like my job. And the class was just like something fun. I show up once a week and do. And that was my personality to do that because that's where I was going to learn. So what would I look for? Somebody that's going to throw me in. Throw me into the wolves. And he constantly asked queen questions. In med school, they called pimping him. He was pimping you, right? That's what they, my brothers called it anyways. And I don't know if they all do that, but, you know, you pimp me questions. So they start asking questions. Oh, okay, so they had a cough. What are the three things that cause cough? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, you're guessing, right? Uh, infection? Yep, that's one. Uh, allergies? Yep, that's two. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, and then he fills in the blank, right? GERD, by the way. That's number three. Those are the three most common causes. So that, and I still remember that to this day because of the way he did that. 
I remember the story of that. And I've talked about stories in the past. Stories are how you remember things. So use those opportunities to create your own stories. And a good preceptor will make stories for you. Whether they believe, understand that that's what they're doing or not, that's what they're doing. They're making stories for you. You remember, oh, this patient here, remember this, this, this patient presented with, you know, uh, hemiparesis, like sudden onset. We sent him for all these CT scans, and it turns out, you know what it was? Atypical migraine presentation. Holy crap, didn't even know that existed. From now, over now, I will remember the treatment plan for atypical migraine presentation. That doesn't mean you don't rule out a stroke, but man, it just, it was weird, right? So you remember the stories. You remember the stories, you remember the stories, you remember the stories. And so that's, that's the, the idea is that you create stories. Now, if you're bland and you see the 17th person today that's exactly the same as the last one, and you don't create stories for your students, then it's going to be hard for them to remember those valuable lessons that you're teaching them. So somebody that can teach, that can, that can talk, that can show you things, can talk about their experiences, talk about things they learned, the mistakes they made, the things that they did wrong, the stupid comments they made in, in front of people that weren't appropriate on accident, you know? Like somebody that just lost their leg. Oh, it'll be okay. No, it's not. They just lost their leg. You don't say crap like that, right? That kind of stuff. What else would I want out of a preceptor? Somebody that takes it seriously, right? Somebody that's going to be, you know, if you're going to be a preceptor, you're not there just to have people shadow you. Now, that's still valuable in its own right because they're watching you work, but... If you're going to take it seriously, if you're going to do it, take it seriously. Have some canned questions to ask your students for different types of things. So what are the, what's the triad that you look for for um, strep throat? You know, what's the main three main things you look for for strep throat in a kid? What are they going to be when they, call, when they come in with a complaint? Usually, but not always. What are they? You ask those types of questions and you hit them. You, you hammer them out. And I remember all these from that, that clinical. I remember more from that clinical than I do school because it was done well. So you have to constantly ask questions of your students. And it's the basic stuff, not to make them look stupid, but to just make sure that either one, they've learned it and know it, or two, it gives them an opportunity to create their own story in their head so that they remember it later. Third thing with preceptors, let's see. What's, um, so basically, first one is throw you to the wolves, <laughs> with a lifeline anyways. Uh, two is... Um, asking you questions constantly and three is being supportive you know so you you can't you can't expect students to know everything you should know some basic things but you shouldn't be like man this person doesn't know anything they don't they, 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 they're horrible they don't know how to talk to people. no it's you're partly your job to help them with that if they you see that they're horrible and that they don't understand how to communicate with somebody you start with hypothetical questions when you're in between patients all right so what do you do what do you say to somebody with this situation and you see what they say and chances are they're going to say it right to you because they're not nervous but when they go into a patient's room they get nervous so what do you do with that you throw them to the wolves because nervousness is always going to be there. The problem is is that you need to be exposed to it. You need to say it wrong a couple times before you realize, yeah, I can't say it that way again. That didn't work. I need to communicate better. And the only way to communicate better is by good guidance and exposure to, to the opportunity for it. So that's really my, my, my recommendations for preceptors. Now, would I do that now? I would hope so, but God only knows. I struggle to get through my day as it is. I can't imagine being a preceptor and doing my job. 
So that's really hard. So thank you guys for being preceptors. I mean, it's it's really, really phenomenal that we have a profession where most of us volunteer our time and energy uh, to help others, especially within our own profession. That's fantastic. And it's, we're not looking for a handout, not looking for recognition. It's just purely for the benefit, most of the time, for helping the profession. So that's I applaud you guys for being preceptors. So we're at 20 minutes today. I'm not going to go any longer because I'm really cruising and I'm, I'm might be on time today. <laughs> it might be a couple minutes before my patients get there. Um, but you guys are doing a great job. I want to I want to get those that the likes up to a thousand. So we're at 750. We did a huge explosion. We had like 98 in one week. Something it was a huge number. And so I know we can do it. I know we can do it. I know we can do it. But I need you guys. I need your help. I need you guys to help me share the show. I need you to tell your friends about the show, especially you students out there. You've got a bunch of people in your class. They don't know what's going on, what to expect when they're done. Let's get let's get some people um, listening to this show and spreading the word. And, and the more people listening, the better ideas I get. The more people are listening, the more important topics that will come to me that are bugging you guys. And then we can talk about it. If I don't know the answer, I will tell you. I don't know the answer we're gonna figure it out we'll figure it out together but at least we'll figure it out that's the key we'll figure it out so thanks for listening guys uh, share the show don't forget uh, message me on Facebook you can email me Jeff at the NP dude.com you can catch me on Twitter at the NP dude I'm on Instagram but I don't know I don't know what Instagram does still don't understand it I think it's a picture thing right you guys tell me I'm old and uh, so yeah share the show guys and we'll talk soon <laughs>